I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we start off our reports with Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. And, Robbie, no fog. Uh, tornadoes are out of the way. Uh, what's it looking like down in Shell Beach this morning? Looks like some duck weather to me. Well, I tell you, Don, when I left my house, um, when I walked out my front door in Miro, I could smell the coffee plant over at Folgers, so that was telling me that was a northwest wind. So when I get down here at Shell Beach, it's uh, it, it's switching around. It's out the northeast now, so you're not going to be smelling no coffee yet. <laughs> at Campos. I thought I'd be smelling it when I got here, but usually that usually you, you'll catch it with the northwest wind, but it doesn't switch to the northeast, so uh, it's blowing anywhere from 15 to 20 miles an hour. Um, it's it it should be an excellent morning for duck hunting. Um, I know we they are we're expecting a, maybe a little bit of rain later on in the day today, but I tell you, Don, um, since this weather system has passed through, it's kind of it's kind of uh, brought the fish into a not to a screaming halt, but I mean it, it slowed it down a whole bunch. Uh, earlier in the week, you know, from from last Saturday all the way actually till Wednesday until this weather system came through. We man, the fishing was just excellent, and um, you know this weather system came through, and then you know Thursday wasn't all that great, <clears throat> which I figured what was going to happen, and and yesterday I guess it was just still recovering from this uh, from this frontal line that passed through, uh, that spun off these tornadoes in Araby. Actually, we had one uh, in Wyclosky up here, not you know right up the road here, bent over some uh, light poles, but not. Not anything, you know, no, you know, too, not too much significant damage. Anything like that, we didn't get anything like Araby got. Araby got tore up pretty good again, but we didn't get anything like that. So, um, you know, we just had some bent over power poles, but <clears throat> they went came straightened all that out, and we're good to go. A uh, couple power outages down here, but after that, you know, we're rocking and rolling again. Um, but I think the fishing today, if you're going to fish today, and today's your day to fish. You're going to have to find somewhere that's going to be out of the wind, um, maybe back up at a, behind the dam somewhere, behind Biloxi Marsh, uh, you know, trying to get one of those pipelines back there or something and get out of the wind. Uh, I really don't know. You know, the tide is actually coming up, Don. It's, uh, <clears throat> I thought it would be falling, but it's actually coming in. Um, over here, you know, my dad said the tide looked like it rose about, probably came up about two or three inches, so, um, that's telling me, you know, that wind is piling that water up on this side of the lake. So uh, you're going to have a high tide, but I think it's going to fall all day again. Uh, you know, when it switches and goes back out, it'll be on a fall tide. But 
if, if today's your day to fish and you want to go, we here. So <laughs> I don't know where to tell you to go yet today, but if you want to go, come on down and hook the left at the bridge and come and see us. We got live shrimp in the tanks and uh and I guess you'll just have to pick a direction when you get here. Maybe stay up in the Mr. Go, uh, you know, because you know, you're going you're gonna to be in wind no matter where you go today. And trying to get out of wind is going to be hard to do. Yeah, and uh, clean water is going to be a key. You know, when you get these systems in, you know, things kind of settle down and fish get into a pattern. And, and you know this from talking to your captains that operate out of there. They kind of know from day to day what's going on. And all of a sudden, you get a big change in the weather, big frontal system move through, tornadoes whipping, lots of wind, dirty water. And then you're kind of starting from scratch, and you got to start hunting and pecking again and, and find them until they get back into a to a pattern again. Robbie, we're approaching the Christmas week, and I'll be talking to you, I guess, next week on Christmas Eve. What's the Campos Marina schedule for the holidays You on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Well, uh, Donna, we're gonna, we'll be open on Christmas Eve, and I think we're going to shut it down Christmas morning, uh, you know, and take off on Christmas Day. Um, but... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, um, but we'll be here on Christmas Eve for sure. All right, very good. And for people that are planning long range, how about New Year's? Oh, you haven't even thought uh, that far. <laughs> we ain't got that far ahead again yet. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I think we're going to have to discuss that today and figure it out. <laughs> well, good. We can. But, we can talk about that yeah, next week. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be deer hunting anyway. So I don't, I don't know what they, what these guys are gonna do. I think I'm gonna be sitting at a deer stand somewhere up in yeah. Kentucky again. I'm gonna go make my second trip for the season and then call it quits. But uh, oh. yeah. Um, but I, I think I know we're gonna be open on on Christmas Eve, and uh, you know Christmas Day we're probably just gonna shut it down like we, you know, I mean everybody wants – Everybody just wants to be home, I guess. So, uh, but as far as New Year's goes, I have to keep you up to date on that because I really don't know. We didn't get that far ahead, of the, you know, to see what we're going to do with that yet. All righty. Well, if you go deer hunting, good luck to you. And if I don't get to talk to you next week, have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, my friend. You too, buddy. Talk to you later, Don. Bye bye. All right, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. All right, while well, I've got you duck hunters' attention, because I know you're going to be heading out to the blind very soon. Some of you may already be in the blind. Uh, the report from Wildlife and Fisheries is, is looking good. The December estimate, which is 2.1 million for coastal Louisiana and Catahoula, is up 164% from last month's record low of only 802,000. Uh, it's 47% higher than December of last year, which was also a record low for December. It's 3.1% higher and 14% lower than the most recent 5- and 10-year averages. So we're still below the long-term average, but the good news is I guess you'd say in a bad decade, this has not been a bad season to this point. So you should get some pretty good action for those of you out there on this opening day of the second split, and I'd love to hear from you. You can text me at 504-260-1870, and we come back. I got some of those texts coming in, and I'll share those with you. And also tell you about the latest invasive species to invade Louisiana and the Gulf South. We're back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, just a couple minutes, I'm going to tell you about this black carp, the latest invasive fish species that's now uh, taking hold in parts of the Mississippi River Basin. If you've seen one, I'd like to hear from you. 
504-260-1870 is our text line. I got quite a few texts coming in this morning. We're hearing from our good friend Roland Cortez. He's up at Dave's Bayou Lodge in Arkansas. Says they got a lot of ducks. They're hoping for a good morning here. Well, I got to tell you, Roland, it's going to be uh, tough to top that, that, that hunt you made in Amarillo where you had all those green heads and, and all those geese. Boy, that was a beautiful picture you had there. Good luck to you all you guys up in the Arkansas area. Uh, here's one from the River Rat. Good morning. Have you ever been ice fishing? No, I have not. Um, you know, I realize there's like an industry uh, up north where they do that. They, they have little shacks that they put around the holes in the ice and all the devices and tools for cutting the holes. And now I, I think I even saw an RV that you actually drive over your ice hole to, to fish, to ice fish. Uh, you ever done it, River Rat? Let me know. Anybody ever been ice fishing? How do you enjoy it? Uh, it's just a lot of cold stuff to me. All right, we're hearing from Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He's enjoying Bayou Wild TV. Yeah, we aired this morning over there in the New Orleans area. I'm still amazed how you hunters are able to hit a bird through such dense forest. Well, it, it comes with a lot of practice, and uh, I guess it's muscle memory. When you, you throw that gun up, and it's like an extension of your arm, and you just get used to doing it. But uh, that is one of the toughest birds because not only do they fly very fast and erratically, but they are in some pretty thick cover. So on this week's Bayou Wild TV, uh, go to our website, BayouWildTV.com, and you can watch it on our YouTube channel or find a station near you. Or the stations are all listed there. By the way, Justin, I heard you on uh, another radio show yesterday talking about duck calls and duck callers being musicians. You you told them straight. You were absolutely right. Uh, the most successful duck hunters I've ever heard do kind of have a little bit of a musical talent to them. All right, let's see. we got this one says, uh, this is Bobby in Mississippi. He's headed to work just past his brother who's loading up his four-wheeler to go in the woods. But he's got to pay the bills. He can't go hunting today. Well, you can do it another day, Bobby, and wish your brother good luck. All right, here's one from Doug. He spoke with Louisiana Department of Development and Transportation yesterday regarding the barrier blocking the boat launch on US-90 on the Middle River Pearl, Middle Pearl River. All the bridges between the West Pearl and the East Pearl have structural damage. When the state submitted assessment to the Coast Guard, the work was combined as one project. State now realizes it was an error in looking how to address this with the Coast Guard. Bottom line, going to be a long time before we can use the Middle Pearl launch. You might want to contact your state rep and ask them to get involved. Thanks for keeping us up to date on that situation over there. Uh, we also have Ed Miller from Wilmer, Alabama. He says, you heard the U.S. Fish and Wildlife is cutting the snapper back next year. The state of Alabama claims we didn't reach our quota yet. Yeah, I mentioned that last week, Ed. Uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, NOAA, uh, their figures do not jibe with Alabama's, and they're telling them Alabama needs to cut their snapper limit back next year by 51%, half. Uh, Alabama's going to argue it and, and fight it, uh, so we'll we'll see who wins that battle. Uh, here's one says, uh, Will, Don, we're getting 100% of that 30% rate right now here in Baton Rouge. That was about 10 minutes ago, so it should be moving out of that area soon. Uh, here's a question. What is your preferred knot for your fishing lures? Do you use the same knot for saltwater and freshwater? That comes from Big E and Thibodeau. Uh, my go-to knot is the Palomar, P-A-L-O-M-A-R, I believe, Palomar. Yeah, that's how you spell it. 
It's a double knot, and you kind of go through the eyelet and then pass it back through. It's a very strong knot. It's easy to do. Uh, I think my second place knot would be the good old uni knot, but those are the two that I use pretty much both fresh and salt water. Uh, here's one. Monday, my son and I went fishing in Miller's Ditch. That's in the uh, Lake Catherine area. They caught 25 reds all over 16 and one over 27. That was great. All catch and release, but they did keep the bass, floundering catfish, and some nice trout. Best part of the day, no gnats and no yaws, a.k.a. hardheads, all caught on voodoo shrimp. And live shrimp, that's our friend, the worm. I'll tell you what, worm, that was a great catch. And he comes right back and says they caught 14 bass by the wall just yesterday. And we got another one uh, just listening to the show. As I rest up and contemplate putting the finishes touches on my crab, shrimp, and melaton casserole for Christmas Day, as well as the dobe glacé to be served as an appetizer. Then tomorrow I'll work on the griots for Christmas Eve. Man, I hope I can rest up before next weekend, especially as that cold front approaches. And when I saw Militon Casserole, I knew who it was. It's David Hubble, one of our Alabama listeners. And we also have someone, 4861, is headed to the duck blind in Desalmans. Been a spectacular season so far. Well, according to the flyover in the report I just read, looks like you're going to have a pretty good shoot today. Text us back. Let us know how, how it's going once you get out there to the blind. All right, we're going to talk about black carp, a new invasive species showing up in the Mississippi River Basin. We'll tell you what to do if you happen to encounter one. And we've got more fishing reports, more of your text messages, more of that stuff you and I just love to talk about every Saturday morning. We do it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I want to remind everyone now that the uh, deer rut is on and we're in the peak of deer season. Uh, Double D has their deer contest going on. Now, for every animal that you enter to process, whether it be a wild hog or a deer, whether it's a doe or a buck, uh, you will be entered into a drawing to win a Browning White Gold Medallion 270 rifle with a 3.9 loophole scope on it. Uh, it ends in uh, February when the deer season ends. So if you haven't done so yet, uh, stop by Double D in Bogalusa and uh, enter the competition and get your deer processed. Boy, I love that that jalapeno cheddars and that brown sugar sausage they make over there. It's great stuff. All right, um, uh, Fly Fishing Expo coming up. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of stuff on our calendar. During the holidays, uh, most people don't schedule those tournaments and rodeos, but uh, we do have a Fly Fishing Expo coming up uh, in January, which I'll tell you about. Also, the black carp. It's an invasive species, uh, and it's now showing up in the Mississippi River Basin. Uh, there's, uh, they've been identified, and they, they're pretty good-sized fish. They can get to be three feet long. Uh, their main diet is snails and mussels, and that's where they really pose a risk. Uh, the native mussels that are in their region uh, improve water quality because they act like oysters. They, they filter out bacteria, algae, and pollutants. And they provide food and nutrition for other species, and the black carp have moved in on them. Uh, they like to know about the extent of the invasion. It helps uh, develop control strategies and consider plans on what to do with them. So if you do catch one, a black carp, you might want to uh, Google it to get an ID on it. It's a little different than the silver carp and Asian carp. <clears throat> and report those catches the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and by no means do you live release it. Uh, if you're not going to uh, use it, and believe me, carp can be pretty good eating, especially those silver carp. Uh, bones are a little problem, but the meat is fine. 
But don't live release it because uh, these guys are just like the apple snails and the nutria and the water hyacinths and salvinia taking root here in Louisiana and upsets the balance of our, our normal species. All right, when we come back after this quick 10-second pause, I'm going to get to that fly fishing expo. If you're a fly fisherman, you want to put this on your calendar. And also uh, check out some of our text messages at 504-260-1870. We'll be back to do that right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, now let's see. We have this one says, uh, Cooking for the family Christmas get-together later today. When will the 2022? Two Cajun Invasion Speckle Belly Hunt be on air. Uh, what that text is talking about is we went Halloween weekend to Stuttgart, Arkansas, where they have an early speckle belly season, and we it was one of our Cajun invasions where we invited viewers to come along. We had a good crowd, went up there, made a nice hunt. Uh, to answer the question of when it's going to be at, I really don't know at this point. Uh, Chris Lecoq, our producer, has not sent me a a list for the new season. It should be coming out very shortly. And believe me, I will I'll let you know, make you aware on when it's going to air. All right, now here's a, a group from Mississippi. They're hunting in Catahoula Lake this morning. At least it's a Mississippi phone number. Hoping for canvas back because there isn't anything else out here. Looking sparse, according to Patrick. Um, okay, Rooster, Mason, and Amber, and, uh, and this person. 7861, hunting Catahoula Lake. Well, uh, hope you can scratch something out. Um, the report I got said that the canvasbacks were pretty much in short supply. Catahoula Lake had 17,000 of them, which was more than any place else. Uh, there were actually no countable flocks in the southwest portion or the southeast portion. So the cans have not really moved in except for Catahoula Lake. Uh, you got about 6,000 puddle ducks there, uh, total ducks 29,000. And th- this is not good news. You're exactly right. 2004 was the last time that a, a December duck count at Cat- Catahoula was lower than what we've got here. Uh, it makes it the 10th lowest survey of Catahoula Lake on record, and that goes way back to 1968. The lake was at target level. On the day of the survey, and human disturbance was not observed. So, after that, water level is critical on Catahoula Lake. And if the birds are not there with that target level the day they did the survey, uh, I can't explain what the problem is. Maybe somebody that hunts that area frequently could could maybe tell me what the problem is. But boy, it's not good news for Catahoula. However, Southeast and southwest, the coastal areas are are looking much better this month than they did last month and this month compared to December of last year. All right, fly fishermen. There's going to be a fly fishing expo presented by the New Orleans Fly Fishers Club coming up on January the 21st. It's going to be at St. Christopher School Gymnasium. That is in Metairie, and it's going to be all day from 8 a.m. in the morning till 4 p.m., they are going to be seminars and demonstrations and fly tying instruction, raffles, uh, flies from some of the top tires. There's going to be outdoor equipment display. And bring the kids because there's going to be fly casting and fishing programs for the kids. You can find out more details, if you like, on their website. That is NewOrleansFlyFishers.com. That's the organization that is putting this together and presenting it. 
Uh, we're going to talk more about this when we get our Padlets report. Brendan Bayard's going to be joining us a little bit later on, and as he points out, a lot of kayakers are also fly fishermen. And uh, fly fishing has really uh, grown over the years in South Louisiana, primarily because people have learned that redfish readily take a fly. In fact, I got a trip. Uh, we talked about it with Ryan Lambert. We're going to be going down to Buras to do a redfish uh, fly trip along with a cast and blast duck hunt uh, coming up in early January. Uh, some other things you'll see coming to Bayou Wild TV, we're going to have some new cooking features with our friend Chef John Foltz. Always a great time when we head over to White Oak and we're bringing you some more fish and game recipes there. All right, a little bit later on, if you've got a lady on your Christmas list and you want to really treat her to a wonderful Christmas gift, uh, give her the gift of going fishing with Captain Martha. I'll have a lot of details coming up on that later. But right now we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mitch Jurisic. We're going to go down to Delta Marina, get a fishing report from Mitch down there right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, continuing with our live fishing reports, uh, we go down to the Delta Marina in Empire, and we talk to Mitch Jurisic, who is not only the owner of the Delta Marina, an oysterman, a hunter, a fisherman, and now the newest Plaquemines Parish Councilman. Congratulations, Councilman Jurisic. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Uh, been a long, hard-fought battle, but we finally got to the finish line, and uh I'm really looking forward to my new endeavor. You know, I'm no stranger to the political field, you know, with the Oyster Task Force and all of this stuff and dealing with the Louisiana legislature and been in Washington, D.C., fighting many battles for the fishermen and stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to my new endeavor, and hopefully we can make a difference and keep Plaquemines Parish moving forward. We can get us kick-started again and you know, shows some of the wonderful bounties we have to offer while we get this parish back on track. Well, it's certainly Plaquemines is a very important part of uh, the Louisiana economic engine. There's no doubt about it. Well, Mitch, let's talk uh, about uh, some Plaquemines, fishing. Oh, the uh, Plaquemines Parish is the beginning of Louisiana, not the <laughs> end of true. Louisiana. That's, That's what right. I want to try to tell everyone, you know. That's right. Everything enters the parish from the Gulf of Mexico, so we're actually the beginning, not the end. So, you know, we got to turn this around and get people – understanding that so uh you know we want to want to bring louisiana back and to bring louisiana back you got to get plaquemines moving forward so well put mitch the tornadoes uh hit around you but not on you uh how's things been since the storm and the change in the weather everything's still been pretty good because it was a you know we we did we did very well down here you know everything was north of us uh, sorry for those people up north of us, but we did we fared very uh, very well down here. And actually, you know, the day after, I thought it was going to be much much worse, you know, wind wise and everything. But no, it was a pretty mild front that came through. And that being said, the fishing hasn't really changed, and everything. You know, we still still got some. You know, it's up and down. Uh, one day is great, the next day you get you know mixed reviews. And uh, yesterday, some friends of mine went out. Had a really good day, caught some beautiful trout. Uh, other friends, you know, didn't do very well, but the but the few fish they caught were very nice. Uh, and you know, we're looking at a very small window of opportunity because things are fixing to change in a major fashion here shortly. Uh, you know, we got some really cold weather coming down the pipe, and the Mississippi River's fixing to jump back up a little bit. So everything we've been hearing about is. Is getting to be on a limited time basis, time frame. So, 
you know, you need to get on down here and catch these fish right before these, this next big cold front comes and this river rise and everything else. You know, it's it's been really good. But, of course, you know, we switched the gears today. This morning is opening the duck season again. So, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's a mixed uh, mixed reviews about that. East of the river, they said, is loaded up with ducks. The west side of the river has been a little dismal. But once these hunters get out there and start shaking these ducks up, they, they're going to start moving. Mitch, for people that are planning their holidays, uh, what's going to be the Christmas week schedule down there at Delta? Okay, we will be open, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day will be closed, of course, and so will same thing for New Year's and New Year's Eve. Uh, the Ponderosa, this is the last weekend to get those good oysters till after New Year's, New Year's. So we're going to be closed the next two weekends for the restaurant. Uh you know, let everybody spend their holidays. Since it falls on a weekend, it's pretty difficult. And we'll have to see, really and truly. I got to check my schedule on the uh, on the Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. If we got anybody arriving at the restaurant, if we do have any hours, it will be very limited. But I'm I'm assuming I haven't talked to my manager yet and made those plans with all this uh, campaigning and everything. I've been kind of, you know, out of pocket with with them and I can't step on their toes and tell them we'll be open New Year's Eve for a few hours or Christmas Eve for a few hours. So, but if anyone has cabins running or whatever, they will be set up and everything will be, be good to go for them. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, day after Christmas and uh, day after New Year's will be back open, you know, normal hours. So very good. Are you going to get a chance to sit on a deer stand on these holidays? I'm actually going to go up, uh, supposed to go up the day after Christmas and hunt between the holidays. I have not done any deer hunting yet because of everything that's been going on and it's been killing me. But, but you know, uh, I've set my mode in a different, uh, I'm in a different mode right now. You know, we, we gotta, we gotta try to do things to help our community and everything, our parish and everything. And, and I've really concentrated hard on that. So, as I told, you know, my family, I said, look, when I get a schedule, I'll get back on track. But right now I wanna I wanna get I wanna get things happening for this parish again. You know, we got we gotta move forward. We gotta we gotta get back on track. You've been you've been down here you know, so much and everything and you see what we have to offer. We gotta bring that back to the world. Absolutely. Well, Mitch, I think you got into it for the right reasons, and congratulations on your election. And uh, let's hope I can continue to congratulate and not give you condolences because it is a lot of extra work. But, you know, they always say if you want somebody to get a job done, get somebody who's busy, you know. That's right. Yeah, but I agree. You know, a lot of people say, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing what I want to do. I said, I really, you know, I really have my heart into this, and I really want to I want to move. I want to move things in a, in a positive direction. I want to make it make it good for all our kids and grandkids and everything. You know, we have so much to offer, and we're not going to let it just slip away. Sounds good, Mitch. Y'all take it easy down there, and uh, we'll be talking to you next time. Thank you for the information. We always appreciate your calls. And, and Don, y'all have a very merry Christmas, happy, safe holidays, and uh, good luck to y'all with everything. Hope you hope you get a uh, deer stand, duck blind. Send me some pictures. You hear? Yes, sir. I'll be pheasant hunting next week. I'll send you some pictures. Good deal. All right, there he goes. Mitch Jurisic, the newest councilman for... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 